Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. The artist of the day, Paula Abdul. Don't know why. This one, the way that you love me, Steve. Because why not, Paulie? Yeah. Forgot what it was. I'll look it up. Another one of your coaching tree. That's right. On the phone. Let's uh, let's go to our guest line. Bring on our first guest today. And yes, a former student of mine, uh, a senior BDJ major at Syracuse University and the Newhouse School of Communications, Johnny Gadamowitz, out in Phoenix, uh, covering the Super Bowl. One of eight students who made the trip from Syracuse University. Johnny, great to have you on. How are you today? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. All right. So, I mean, what an experience, right? What an opportunity. Tell us about, uh, I guess, how this came to be and and what your week has been like. Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, You know, all the credit in the world uh, goes to the Newhouse School and and Syracuse University for giving us the platform, giving us the opportunity uh, to come out here. It's been a whirlwind. Um, We flew in. Sunday, arrived in Phoenix uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, And at that point in the week, you know, still definitely busy, but it's been crazy to kind of see how over the last day or so, really yesterday, Thursday, it just felt like everywhere you look, uh, not a lot of elbow room, whether it be different members of the media, uh, different current athletes, former athletes, you name it. We're situated right on Radio Row, right in downtown uh, over at the Phoenix Convention Center which is actually about a half hour from the stadium over in Glendale, but they have kind of all the festivities and, and the setup here in the, in the downtown portion of the city. But it's been awesome, really cool, um, as you mentioned, out here with, with a couple of other students and, you know, as, as eight students who want to go into, into the sports broadcasting world, the opportunity to cover a Super Bowl while, you know, still enrolled in college is, uh, is pretty surreal, to say the least. Johnny, I know you're in the thick of it right now. And so, you know, sometimes with an opportunity like this, maybe it'll take a few days afterwards for you to reflect on it. But if you can reflect on it for a moment now, um, what have you learned this week? Like what, what, what stands out to you from this week? I think it's the importance of being able to operate when you don't have a lot of sleep because we have been go, go, go. Uh, no, but it's been, it's been fun. I would say the biggest thing I've learned is really just uh, probably from an organization standpoint, you know, we're here doing our radio shows um, every morning, mountain time, we're 9 to 12, which I guess would be 11 to 2 uh, Eastern time. But once that show wraps up, uh, we're pretty much just producing content for social media, um, you know, whether it be live shots for various, you know, on campus stations or what have you. But it's just the ability to sort of compartmentalize it all, even though there is a lot going on and kind of just having that mental checklist of, okay, I know, you know, that over the next two hours, the plan is to do X, Y, and Z. Now, do X, Y, and Z always happen in those next two hours? No, because it's the Super Bowl and, and stuff happens and something pops up. Uh, but just, you know, kind of staying on task, staying focused and, and understanding that, you know, while, it, while it's awesome that we're here and that we have this opportunity, we're also here to have a job to do. So, you know, we, we got to make sure we're, we're task oriented as well. Being able to operate on little sleep is actually a very important skill. So I'm glad that you are learning that uh, early on in, in your a lot career. Of coffee. Yes, yes. Um, so we had uh, we had one of your your colleagues on uh, on Bridge Street uh, a short time ago, and he was talking about 
um, you know, how, how many SU alums you've, you guys have been in contact with out there and that, you know, we know that they're everywhere in the business, but you go to the Super Bowl and the pinnacle of, you know, of covering sports. And I'm sure you've been running into a lot of SU alums. Uh, how about the networking opportunities out there that, that, you know, can you share, I guess, a, a moment or a story or, or an interview that you've done that stood out to you? Yeah, well, it's been great because the way they kind of have it situated is, yeah, it's a massive area with tables kind of just everywhere. And where we are situated is kind of right where you walk in. I don't know how that happened, but we're in a pretty good spot as far as being centrally located. So the reason I tell you that is because to get to where you have to go when you walk through kind of that main gate, if you will, you sort of have to walk right by our table. And, of course, we've got our, uh, we've got our new house school banner hung up right next to us. And it has just been absolutely astounding to see the amount of people that have stopped at our table to just say, oh, hey, you know, new house class of 91 or whatever it is. And then they want, you know, of course, they ask us what's new on campus and, you know, how things are the same, how things are different, what have you. But no, it seems like every day we've had at least no exaggeration, maybe around 10 to 15 people per day uh, just coming up to, to stop at the table and say, oh, even if it's just something as simple as, oh, go Q's class of fill in the blank. Um, and, and then, of course, there, there are some that have wanted to have some more in-depth conversations as far as, you know, what all the broadcasting is like on campus and a little bit more of the ins and outs in terms of how we got here and and things like that. But it's really sort of not just opened my eyes, but opened all my peers' eyes to the fact that, you know, we hear all the time about that Newhouse Mafia, that alumni network. Well, this is it on full display. And to be able to kind of be out here and not just hear it, um, you know, while we're in Syracuse and we're sitting in a class, but to actually kind of be here and, and, and see that all in action has been really cool and really eye-opening. All right, Johnny, let's talk about this game now. And, you know, it, it, you've been out there a week, so I'm sure you've been able to sink your teeth into some of the storylines. What, what has been the most compelling storyline in, in your mind uh, leading up to Super Bowl Sunday? For me, I, I look at the Eagles, and I, I see a team led by Jalen Hurts, obviously, that is sort of on the precipice of what Kansas City was, say, four or five years ago, right? It sort of feels like, okay, if the Eagles can get over the hurdle here and go win the big one, now that, that's something that has been drawn into question, right? A lot of people are talking about in terms of the playoff resumes, you know, Kansas City obviously had to go through Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville. They had to squeak out a win by the skin of their teeth uh, two weeks ago against Cincinnati, whereas Philly is what you say, okay, you play a, a solid Giants team, but maybe not in the same realm of, of Jacksonville and Cincinnati. And then uh, with San Francisco, too, we see, you know, a 49ers team that barely had a quarterback at that point. So I'm interested to see how that sort of resume up until this point factors in. The other thing, too, that I'm very interested to see is, you know, this is a big game for Pat Mahomes in, ter- in terms of the legacy conversation. We all know about the difference between, you know, winning one and winning two Super Bowls. And for Mahomes, this is the difference between going one and two in a five-year span and two and one in a five-year span. Um, so that's certainly something worth mentioning. And then, of course, all the Andy Reid stuff, um, you know, for, for what it's worth and him not being able to win the big one in Philly. Now he's obviously proven that he can do that in Kansas City, but a chance to do that against his former team. Really, everywhere you look, take, take your pick. Plenty of storylines, but it, it certainly should be 
a very fun game to watch come Sunday. Yeah, he he chose the word precipice, Paulie, over verge. Just, okay, we 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 cusp is a good cusp one. is a good one. Yep, yeah, we have a lot of talk about that on, on this show, Johnny. I, I like that you went with precipice. Um, okay, I guess how about uh, how about who wins this game? I mean, you know, let, give me your prediction. Who wins on Sunday and why? As much as I want to say Kansas City, just because of that experience factor. Um, you know, just, just top to bottom roster wise. I think this Philly team is just, just a little bit too talented. Um, I, I don't necessarily think Jalen Hurts is going to play the game of his life with this being kind of the biggest stage he's been on in his young career by far. But quite frankly, I don't think that's going to matter. Um, I think this Philly defense, if they can sort of set the tone early, um, you know, limit Kansas City's ability to kind of just pick apart the defense like Mahomes has done all year long. Um, we'll see. I, I, I see it coming down to the wire. Um, I, I, I've yet to make my official prediction, but I'll say uh, I'll go 34-31 Philly in a tight one right down to the wire. Yeah, I, I, I'm going back and forth myself. I, I thought throughout the playoffs it was going to be whoever came out of the AFC was going to win, whether it was Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. But, man, I tell you, watching the Eagles play the last two, who, three who games. Who did you lead with? Bills. Yeah, that wasn't because, happening. Because they were on the verge. <laughs> they, they did not make it, as we know. Um, I, I think the Eagles are going to win, too. I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a close game. I, I'm with you, Johnny. I, I think the Eagles have the, the slight edge. I've been telling everybody, Johnny, I've told this to you before. I think you are a young Scott Van Pelt. I think you've got a, a, a bright future ahead of you in this business. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Glad you had a great time out there, and uh, we'll see you back in Syracuse when you get back. Thank you, guys. It means the world for you to have me on. I appreciate it. All right, there he is, Johnny Gadamowitz. And I'm telling you, he's uh, this kid's going to be really good someday. He's already really good, but uh, you just com- didn't want to compare anybody to Pearl, and then you're just throwing out comparisons like that. Don't I had him in class. I got, don't put any I got to know Johnny. He, he has his his looks are kind. Of, he's got he's got like the similar look to the to a younger Scott Van Pelt, and uh, no I, pressure, I, 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 kid. I think he, I think he's really good. Yeah, what no pressure. Did you give him? Good question. Everybody. Oh, I'm sure he got an A. I'm, okay. I, I don't know. I, I would have told you Tyler Rocky got it. Got an A if I if I hadn't known. I wish I had you as a teacher ever in my life. It just seems like you're throwing A's at the it's wall. It's not Let's, about the grade, Paulie. Tyler I've, just had a weird you know face. You know what? I've been uh, I've been fortunate to to teach a lot of really talented kids, uh, and he is one of them. All right, we'll hit a timeout here. Phone lines open, 315-437-7644. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.